The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at WrestlingWithJonas.com. And hello again, wrestling fans. Welcome to another edition of This Week in History. This week, we are going to look at the week of October 22nd to the 28th. I want to thank our sponsors, as always. The cool bet, remind you to stay cool and bet responsibly. We are available right now, Thursday at noon, on YouTube and Facebook, plus, well, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your podcast from. I want to thank you for being a part of this show. And as I said, October 22nd to the 28th, we have birthdays to look at. We have some title switches, but most appropriately, and considering right now we're actually recording this Tuesday night, just before NXT Halloween Havoc, this episode is loaded with almost every Halloween Havoc from WCW, except for, I think, 1995, which will be on next week's episode, where uh, Hogan and the Giant go head-to-head on Cobalt Hall in a monster truck. But we'll talk about that next week. This week, if you're a lover of uh, Halloween Havoc, good or bad, we have that covered this week. And before we can do that, we have to go to Jonesy in Niagara Falls. How are you? Good. Uh, Halloween Havoc is one of my favorite sets. Yeah, I think I have a picture of that coming up somewhere along the way. And uh, also, uh, I know when it's talked about with Eric Bischoff on 83 Weeks and uh, Conrad Thompson, he talks about there being tentpole events in the company history. And, you know, with WD, we obviously know it's Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam. But for WCW, Eric Bischoff was saying that Halloween Havoc was pretty much their WrestleMania. Even though most fans would have thought it was Starcade, he uh, posts that as being actually Halloween Havoc because it had more significance, uh, at least during his tenure uh, under uh, WCW management. And Bill always tried to build that up as the big event of the year for WCW. Interesting. Yeah, so if you're ready to go, let's do this. Okidoki, October 22nd, 27 years ago at an All Japan Pro Wrestling 22nd anniversary show in Tokyo, uh, Tohashi Kawada uh, defeated Dr. Death Steve Williams to win the All Japan Triple Crown Championship. And weird being able to uh, carry three belts around. Why not just combine it into one belt for and call it Triple Crown? Because three belts looks awesome. <laughs> 26 years ago, WWF presented in your house for Great White North. Uh, Gold Dust defeated Marty Jannetty. This was Gold Dust's Gold Dust's in ring debut. Uh, King Mabel and Yokozuna fought to a double countout. Uh, Yoko replaced The Undertaker after he suffered a broken orbital bone days earlier. Dean Douglas is awarded the WWF Intercontinental Championship via forfeit due to a Shawn Michaels injury. He was so happy to get that. And Razor Ramon defeated Dean Douglas to win the WWF Intercontinental Championship. The win made Douglas the shortest reigning Intercontinental Championship in WWF history at just 13 minutes and 52 seconds. 
Yeah, I actually remember this event uh, really well. I loved uh, Gold Dust. I uh, didn't know at first that it was going to be Dustin Rhodes when they were uh, previewing him coming, but then when you finally saw him, it was uh, you knew it was uh, Dustin Rhodes. And I love uh, Dustin uh, from first time I saw him on WWE uh, at Saturday Night's Main Event, but. There was something missing uh, with his presentation. He didn't have the black makeup uh, yet, and it was a very underwhelming match against Marty. I don't know if it was just because it was Marty and he might not have been in the best of condition for that event. But, yeah, it started off uh, really slow for Goldust. I remember hearing a lot of backlash on that. And then with the Intercontinental title, that was forfeited because Shawn Michaels had been jumped in Syracuse uh, and he still had a black eye uh, going into that event and supposedly not cleared. And, of course, the click didn't like uh, Shane Douglas at all. So for him to just be handed the belt to drop it to Razor was them getting a good laugh at uh, Shane Douglas. Um, yeah, he does not have fond memories of being around the uh, click. And so, yeah, a decent event overall uh, when you look past uh, some of the uh, backstage antics. Yeah, I, I like uh, um, Douglas, but uh, not when he was Dean. Yeah. Uh, I think I cut you off about the main event. Uh, and the main event was the British Bulldog defeating Diesel by DQ in a WWF Championship match. Uh, the match was so bad, legend has it, that Vince McMahon was so disgusted with the main event, he slammed down his headset and screamed, Horrible. Uh, leading to the decision to end Diesel's long reign as WWF champion a month later. Yeah, it takes two to tango on that one, but you know, it worked out in the end with uh, switching Diesel back to a heel uh, somewhat when he lost to Brett at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21 years ago, WWF presented No Mercy. Uh, the main draw was the in-ring return of Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was out of action since the previous year's Survivor Series due to a neck injury. Chris Jericho defeated X-Pac in a steel cage match. Stone Cold Steve Austin fought Rikishi to a no-contest and a no-holds-barred match. William Regal defeated uh, Naked Median to retain the WWF European Championship. The, long, the Los Conquistadors, who turned out to be Edging Christian in masks, defeated the Hardy Boys to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Kurt Angle, and Kurt Angle defeated The Rock in a no-DQ match to win the WWF Championship. And of course, yeah. next week, the Los Conquistadors would return, but it would be Matt and Jeff that would have them on instead. Uh, it's actually coming up, uh, I think, the next day. Uh, oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's in this episode. Uh, oh, actually, right. a couple pictures away. But, yeah, awesome. um, Rikishi, unfortunately, this could have been a decent heel run because Lord knows his uh, run as the Sultan as a heel was not any good, even with Backlund and Iron Sheik in his corner. But, unfortunately... The way they did it was horrible because, as you mentioned, Steve Austin was just getting back from his uh, accident uh, at Survivor Series where he was run over by a truck. Um, and it was revealed uh, just before Austin came back that it was Rikishi who did it for The Rock. 
I don't know why he uh, spoke that way because Lord knows Rikishi doesn't talk that uh, broken uh, English to, uh, at all, and he's from well, San Francisco. When you, when you turn bad, sometimes your 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 speech and character changes too. Oh, clearly. Uh, but yeah, he did it for The Rock, and The Rock didn't want him to do it apparently, and so he, they were not on the same page, and then. You know, obviously Steve's going to come back and uh, be kicking ass and winning. So Rikishi was dead in the water regardless. Uh, I feel bad in a way. But at least his sons are uh, doing well with their cousin, Roman, with the bloodline. Mm -hmm. Indeed. 20 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, E.G. Ezeki... Ezaki, a.k.a. Hayabusa, is paralyzed following a botched lion salt attempt during an, a, a frontier martial arts wrestling event. The paralysis of Ezaki would be the fatal blow to FMW as he was the face of the company. FMW was a multi-million dollar, uh, was a million dollars in the red to various Japanese organizations. FMW founder uh, Shoshi Arari, uh, one of Izaki's closest friends, was found hung in a park in Tokyo just three months later. As for Izaki, he would become a singer in 2007. Uh, late in 2015, Izaki would reign uh, sorry, regain use of his legs and stand on his own and walk with a cane. On March 3rd, 2016, Zaki died of a uh, subarachnoid uh, uh, hemorrhage in his home in Tokyo. He was 47. Yeah, I got to love medical terms and foreign yeah. uh, names uh, on that one. Um, speaking of FMW, I know I unfortunately have not seen it yet. But uh, the guys with Dark Side of the Ring did do a uh, episode involving uh, the controversies uh, about FMW, including the hanging of their uh, own promoter and owner. So if you get a chance to go back and uh, look at a couple of the uh, episodes of uh, Dark Side of the Ring, I think tonight, is Thursday night, is the final one uh, for the season, and they're going to do the uh, steroid uh, scandal. Oh, neat. But uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to that one. But there is an FMW uh, episode if you're interested in finding out the uh, dirt from uh, this doomed company of Japan. Yeah, I did uh, watch it and it is a good watch. 20 years ago on Raw from Kansas City, Missouri, four championships changed hands, including three title changes in consecutive matches. Uh, we've seen Tajiri defeat Billy Kidman to win the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Kurt Angle defeated Rhino to win the WCW United States Championship. Bradshaw defeated the Hurricane to win the WWF European Championship. Then later on in the night, uh, Chris Jericho and The Rock would defeat the Dudley Boys uh, to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. It's a lot of gold being uh, tossed around. You'd think yes, uh, Russo, all, all in one show, almost too many belts. You'd think Russo and them were responsible for that, considering how many belts they, they like to just trade away. <laughs> 15 years ago, TNA presented Bound for Glory. This was Kurt Angle's TNA pay per view debut. Samoa Joe defeated Abyss, Brother Rent, and Maven in a Monsters Ball match. Jake Roberts was the special guest referee. 
Chris Sabin defeated Senshi uh, to win the TNA X Division Championship. Latin American Exchange, Hernandez in Homicide, defeated AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels in a Six Sides of Steel cage match to win the NWA World Tag Team belts. And Sting defeated Jeff Jarrett to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Kurt Angle was the special enforcer, and had Sting lost, he would have been forced to retire. Yeah, because that would have uh, happened. How many retirement matches have uh, people like Sting, Hogan, uh, Flair, Terry Funk, and all of them had? And the stipulation means nothing. Mick Foley. Yes, but but Sting, he didn't. I don't think he had many uh, um, of these matches where he actually lost. Exactly. Unlike so, others yeah. that would lose, but then of course you know. Rick Flair lost many of those matches, and he always managed to come back. 14 years ago on Raw, Beth Phoenix defeated Candice Michelle uh, to zip in a best of three falls match to retain the WWE Women's Championship. The match had a rush ending when Candice broke her clavicle when uh, Beth ran the ropes, knocking Candice off and falling in an awkward position. In a fresh match back in March, her clavicle is essentially shattered when it's broken in four places, taking out uh, taking out of a scheduled tag match at WrestleMania, and Candice would be released later that summer. It's a happy 79th birthday to WWWF's first Triple Crown champion, Pedro Morales. Morales debuted for the WWWF in November uh, 1970. In January of 71, he defeated Pat Patterson to win the vacated WWWF United States Championship, only for him to vacate it a month later because he became uh, the WWWF World Champion when he defeated Ivan Koloff. As champion, Morales made an appearance at an AWA event, defeating Ray Stevens in a best-of-three-falls match, then beating Larry Henning. He would lose the title to Stan Stasiak on December 1st, 1973, ending his world title run at over a 1,000 days, uh, which was the fifth-longest championship reign in WWE history. He would also have successful runs in AWA, New Japan, and the Indies before returning to the WWF and quickly won the tag titles and then champ Bob Backlund. Uh, He'd have to vacate the tag titles due to Backlund still holding the main gold in WWF. Pedro would quickly win the IC belt from Patera uh, one day after John Lennon's death. After a successful career in the WWF, his final in-ring appearance came in November of 1987 in a battle royale. Uh, in the months following the event, Morales made occasional appearances on camera as a WWF official. Following his retirement, he provided commentary for both WWF and WCW. His uh, combined run- runs of 619 days to this day remain the most by anyone in WWE history. He was inducted into the WWF Hall of Fame in 1995. Passed away in 2019. Um, I can't say I remember anything about Pedro. I started watching uh, wrestling September of 86, and 
According to uh, the list here, he was around, but yeah, I don't remember him in 87 uh, being there. And so it was very scarce and probably more so, uh, I would imagine, a part of the MSG network stuff that was available only in the States with uh, the special uh, events in Boston Gardens, uh, MSG, and uh, Chicago and stuff like that that we didn't get here in Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I remember him only because uh, Gorilla Monsoon would talk about him, but never really seen him wrestle. But he had a very um, successful career, especially in the WWWF. Yeah, well, one of the first uh, Triple Crown winners. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on to October 23rd. 27 days ago, sorry, 27 years ago, WCW presented Halloween Havoc 94. This one featured a career versus career world title match between Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. In a pre-show dark match, Booker T defeated Brian Armstrong, uh, Johnny B. Bad, and the Honky Tonk Man uh, uh, to a 10-minute uh, time limit draw for the WCW World Television Championship. And the Honky was fired due to a dispute. Hulk Hogan defeated Ric Flair in a steel cage, uh, sorry, in a steel cage career versus career match to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Mr. T was a special enforcer. As a result of the loss, Flair was forced to retire yet again. Yeah, I think I remember Sherry being a part of this as well and trying to climb the cage because she was in Ric Flair's corner. Um, and the stuff with uh, Honky Tonk Man, that's been brought up also with Eric Bischoff in 83 Weeks. And he has nothing but disdain for uh, Wayne Ferris and uh, never wanting to work with uh, him ever again. Uh, I guess Honky's ego was bigger than what uh, it should have been for WCW just moving over to there, and they weren't going to put up with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he had a good in WWF. He should have just stayed there. 21 years ago on Raw's War, the Hardy Boys, disguised as the Los Conquistadors, defeated Edge in a handicap match to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. 20 years ago, Rodney Akatopu Anoe, uh, a.k.a. Yokozuna, would pass at the age of 34. Born in 1966, San Francisco, Anoe, uh, Anoe uh, uh, grew up in the famed wrestling family and was trained by his uncles, the Wild Samoans. His wrestling career started as the Great Coquina, then AWA as Coquina Maximus. Then, of course, his great run in the WWE as Yokozuna. He captured not only the WWF heavyweight belt twice, he also represented Japan quite well for an American Samoan. Uh, Yokozuna would die up. Wait a minute, wasn't he Japanese? Um, Yokozuna would die of a pulmonary edema, a buildup of fluid in the lungs. He weighed 580 pounds at the time of his death. Yeah, it's a very sad situation. Um, I think we talked about it on one of the most recent uh, episodes, uh, probably about his birthday. But uh, WD Network has the Icons uh, episode with him. Mm -hmm. And it does take in his last days where he was doing the indies and... It's a very sad ending for him. Yes, yes, it was. But bless him for being alive. Also, 20 years ago, at a SmackDown taping, uh, the Dudley Boys defeated the Hardy Boys to win the WCW Tag Team Championship. 
Though the titles were WWF owned, the win made the Dudleys the only duo to win the tag team championships in the WWF, WCW, and ECW. They would be the last team to hold the titles as they were unified with the WWF tag team titles following Survivor Series a few weeks later. Yeah, I think we uh, they've also added uh, J- Japan titles and uh, TNA as well. So they mm. uh, have got quite a bit of gold. Maybe as much, if not more, than what the Road Warriors had. Because Road Warriors, instead of having the ECW uh, tag team titles, they had the AWA ones. But I think they're almost uh, somewhat even uh, with the uh, legacy that both teams uh, possess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the Legion of Dooms and Legacy, I think, is stronger. But I think, in my opinion, the Dudley Boys are the better team. Anywho, it's a happy 34th birthday to a cheerleader and fitness model turned wrestler, Lee Van Dale, a.k.a. Carmella. And Lee is the daughter of 1990s WWF jobber, Paul Van Dale. Yeah, so uh, not only a lot of people realize that she's a second-generation uh, superstar in this case. And uh, also this past weekend, uh, it was uh, announced that her and Corey Graves uh, are engaged. Oh, oh my wife will Congratulations be Congratulations to the my, my wife won't be happy with that. She loves Corey Graves. Okay, moving on to October 24th. 28 years ago, WCW presented Halloween Havoc 93. Uh, Dustin Rhodes defeated Steve Austin to retain the WCW U.S. belt. The Nasty Boys uh, defeated Marcus Bagwell and Two Cold Scorpio to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. Rick Rude defeated Ric Flair by DQ. And Vader defeated Cactus Jack in a Texas death match. The match, pardon me, the match was determined by a spin of the wheel. Yeah, they, yeah, only had the, uh, spin the wheel. they only had the spin the wheel make deal uh, option there uh, for a few uh, times. I think the first one might have only been uh, 92 uh, with Jake and uh, Sting, and then this one with Cactus and uh, Vader. But I'm not sure how many other uh, times they used that uh, idea. Uh, it was a good one that went to the wayside, but WD has brought it back with uh, using it for uh, NXT Halloween Havocs last year and uh, this year. Cool. All right. Um, Going to another Halloween Havoc 22 years ago. It was Halloween Havoc 99. This was the first Russo Ferrar pay-per-view. So you know it's going to be shitty. Harlem Heat defeated Kidman and Conan and Brian Nobbs and Hugh Morris in a three-way match to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. Rick Steiner defeated Chris Benoit to win the WCW World TV belt. Sting defeated Hulk Hogan in just three seconds to retain the WCW World uh, Heavyweight Championship as Hogan laid down for the pin. Goldberg defeated Sid Vicious via referee stoppage uh, due to excessive bleeding to win the WCW US belt. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page defeated Ric Flair in a strap match, and Hulk Hogan defeated Sting to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Until I think, we... it, Sorry, I think I need to uh, recorrect this. Uh, before we went on the air, um, 
I mentioned that that uh, event was supposed to be Hogan versus Sting, and that's why I got a correcting uh, that. Yeah. But as you're reading this down further, Sting and Hogan already went against each other, and they Hogan sure did. Down. So no, I don't know what happened with the Halloween Havoc '99. Go figure. Day. It's I Ed Ferrara and Vince yeah. Russo. So I'm gonna say that you were right with your notes that Goldberg did go against Sting and won the heavyweight title, but then was vacated the next night. Oh, yeah, there you go. The craziness of WCW under the uh, writing team of Ed Ferrara and uh, Vince Russo, where nobody had actual common sense to rein them in and go, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know, I think they would have been better if they were around in 95, no, sorry, 94 and 95. Maybe they would have had better luck. Anyways, of course, it was all down here, a hill from here uh, for WCW pay-per-views as this was their highest rated pay-per-view compared to all of their future pay-per-views. 13 years ago, Triple A presented the 2008 Antonio Pina uh, Memorial Show, which is a tribute show honoring Triple A's founder, Antonio Pina. Uh, the matches included some minis, a lumberjack match, uh, and did you know, oh, sorry, I'm skipping a bunch of stuff here. Uh, uh, so Lumberjack, they do, in fact, have Lumberjacks in Mexico. But um, another uh, word for Mexican Lumberjack in the Urban dic Dictionary is actually a sexual position. So uh, just the filling in on that fun stuff. Uh, the main event was a Thunderdome cage match where the winning team was led by Conan and he took possession of an urn containing the remains of founder Antonio uh, Pina. Of course, as I rate some of these things in, they just don't flow sometimes. Yeah, and uh, they actually had the ashes of Antonio there that Conan and a team won. Apparently, who writes this stuff? I don't think Russo and uh, Ferrara were down in AAA. Yeah, it's just crazy. I, I'm surprised they didn't do that. All right, 11 years ago, a post fight interview from the previous night went viral and got wrestling fans salivating. MMA reporter uh, Ariel, or is it Ariel or Ariel? I don't know. Halloween, Ariel Hawani. All right. Was interviewing UFC fan The Undertaker when Brock Lesnar, moments after losing the UFC heavyweight championship to Kane Velquez, uh, exchanged glances with The Undertaker, who then, of course, responded if he wanted to do this. Apparently, Brock did have heads up uh, that The Undertaker was there, uh, so he happened to walk by at the right time and some improv would provide magic. Eventually, they would, of course, uh, meet up at WrestleMania 30. And we all know what happened there. The streak ended. The streak ended. Hey, it's a happy 50th birthday to Dale Christian Tolberg, a.k.a. former pro ball player, the Kiss Demon. Uh, yeah, the Demon. good old uh, cross-promotion with Kiss. Yes. Uh, the Demon would join Vampiro in the Insane Clown Posse in the stable known as Dark Carnival. When WCW shut down, Tolberg returned to Major League Baseball and became a strength coach for the Montreal Expos, the Florida Marlins, and the Chicago White Sox, with the leader latter two making it to the World Series in 2003 and 2005. 
He also worked on a pair of movies, Mr. Baseball and A League of Their Own. He and his wife, WCW's Asia, has been married for 20 years. He might have uh, had a kind of a, not a good run in WCW, but uh, good on him after that. He uh, had a lot of success in baseball. And today would have been the 87th birthday of Juanita Wright, a.k.a. Sweet Sapphire, um, who passed away at the age of 61 in 1996. And no one could quite move polka dots the way she did. Nope. <laughs> Moving on, October 20th. Sorry? She got her beneficiary money from the Million Dollar Man who bought her all the different gifts just to get her away from Dusty and then took them back and she kicked her to the curb. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of Sapphire, though. I think, uh, you know, she, uh, um, I don't think she was bad, uh, but uh, I, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't like her uh, too much. But when she did uh, get bought out by the Million Dollar Man, yeah, that was, that was good. All right, October 25th, 29 years ago, WCW presented Halloween Havoc 92. Rick Rude defeated NWA World Heavyweight Champion Mashiro Chono by DQ. Harley Race and Kenzuki Sasaki were special referees. Ron Simmons defeated the Barbarian to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. And Sting defeated Jake Roberts in a coal miners glove match. The match stipulation was determined by the spin of the wheel. And Ron, I think Simmons, also Ron Simmons and the Barbarian uh, fought for the WCW World Belt. Wow. Yeah. Uh, kind of hurting their roster was in 92. Uh, no offense to uh, Ron Simmons or anything like that, but just to see that as a booked match, I don't know. Uh, and then I think also during that uh, Jake Roberts uh, Sting match, uh, Jake got actually bit by his own snake as well on the last one. Well, he deserved it. 23 years ago, WCW presented Halloween Havoc 98. This was the one with the terrible Hogan Warrior rematch from 1990 and the main event of Goldberg Page that was cut short on pay-per-view due to going overtime, forcing WCW to air the match on Nitro, which was the highest rated match with 7.78 million viewers at the time. This would be the last time Nature would beat Raw in ratings head-to-head. Talk about poor planning with your uh, timing for uh, satellite use. Yep, uh, whoever, you know, is uh, the guy behind the curtain making sure that things stay on time, they, they suck. Rick Steiner and Buff Bagwell defeated the Giant and Scott Steiner to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. Bret Hart defeated Sting to retain the WCW US belt. Hollywood Hogan defeated the Warrior, which was voted Observer's Readers as the worst match of 98. And that shows you um, how not to use flash paper. Uh, Goldberg defeated Diamond Dallas Page to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Seems like a little bit of a coincidence that two horrible matches for Hulk Hogan both involved flash paper. This one with Warrior, and of course his uh, final WD, uh, WF match in 1993 yes. 
losing to Yokozuna was also flash paper, except for this came from a cameraman uh, into Hogan's face. And both times it just looked horrible. Yeah, flash paper is all about timing. And if you don't practice it, it, it it's magic. It's basically what it is. You're trying to make it look like there's fire coming out of nowhere, but they didn't, a lot of them don't do a very good job at that because they don't do it very often. 22 years ago on Raw's War, Ivory defeated the fabulous Moolah to win the WWF Women's Championship. And over on Nitro, the Filthy Animals, uh, Conan and Billy Kidman, defeated Harlem Heat to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship for the second straight Nitro. And Bret Hart defeated Goldberg to win the WCW US belt. This was also a first round match uh, in the WCW World Heavyweight Championship Tournament as the title was vacated following the events of Halloween Havoc the previous night. Yeah, I think it culminates at uh, Mayhem, which was in uh, Toronto and one of the only WCW uh, pay-per-views I actually went to because it was also a back-to-back WD on Saturday at the Sky Dome and uh, WCW at ACC uh, in November. So we'll probably get to that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and um, it, was, I, I, it was a decent show. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, had great seats, and uh, it was fun. Uh, Twelve years ago, WWE presented Bragging Rights. The show featured a one-hour Iron Man match and an elimination tag team match featuring members of Raw taking on members of SmackDown for bragging rights and a trophy. Uh, Team SmackDown, Chris Jericho, Kane, Finley, R-Truth, Matt Hardy, and the Hart Dynasty defeated Team Raw, consisting of Triple H, Shawn Michaels, The Big Slow, Cody Rhodes, Jack Swagger, Kofi Kingston, and Mark Henry. And John Zena defeated Randy Orton 6-5 in an anything-goes 60-minute Ironman match to win the WWE Championship. Zena scored the deciding fall by submission with five seconds remaining. If Zena lost, he would have been forced to leave Raw. And I, I, I don't okay. know. like uh, So this, this is October, and they have bragging rights. Uh, why didn't they come up with something else and this should have been done, say, at a Survivor Series? Well, that's what Survivor Series basically become is now Survivor Series bragging rights. They just haven't attached that tag to it because it's Raw versus SmackDown. And a couple of years ago, it was Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Yeah, that's one of those shows, Survivor Series, that was good at one time and now is shit. Uh, 13 years ago today, the Blue Demon Jr. defeated Adam Pierce to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. The win made Demon the first Mexican-born wrestler and the second masked wrestler, joining Abyss, who did it in 2006, in the history of the NWA to win the 10 pounds of gold. And it's a happy 63rd birthday for the father of the uh, Japanese deathmatch, Atoshi Onida. Moving on to October 26th. 24 years ago, WCW presented Halloween Havoc 97, best known to fans as Age in the Cage, featuring Rowdy Piper, defeating Hollywood Hogan via submission in a steel cage match. This bout would win a Wrestling Observer's Newsletter's Worst Match of the Year. Damn, Hogan is really good at Halloween Havoc, so get the worst match. 
Also on the card, Rey Mysterio Jr. defeated Eddie Guerrero in a title versus mask match to win uh, the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. The belt won WCW's Match of the Year award for 97. So some awards there for good and bad. Yeah, and uh, whenever they talk about Eddie against uh, Ray, you always see uh, usually that match with uh, them from the Halloween Havoc, and Ray's wearing all purple uh, for it. Which is just a terrible, terrible outfit, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I just, eh. 23 years ago on Nitro from Phoenix, uh, Arizona, uh, Diamond Dallas Page defeated Bret Hart to win the WCW United States Championship. The show opened with the replay of the WCW World Heavyweight Championship match from Halloween Havoc between Goldberg and DDP, as, of course, the match went dark the night before because they don't know how to keep time. Uh, the show would be the final time Nitro outrated Raw. 13 years ago, eh, something just popped up in front of me here. There we go. 13 years ago, WWE presented Cyber Sunday. Matches included the Honky Tonk Man defeated the WWE Intercontinental Champion Santino Morella by DQ. Other challengers for Santino were Rowdy Piper and Goldust getting the lowest votes. Batista defeated Chris Jericho to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Steve Austin easily won the referee spot with 74%, and the others don't really matter, but it was Michaels who only got 22% and Orton at four. That's, uh, uh, I don't know, Michaels, did he did he maybe feel sad that night? Because he'd been a referee many, many times, and Steve kicked the shit out of him. Yep. Yeah, it's a happy birthday to CM Punk. He is 43, and he's nothing but a crybaby. It's a happy 31st birthday to Canadian-born uh, Jenna Grattan, a.k.a. Um, Portia Perez, Paris. And it's a happy 72nd birthday to Dungeon of Doom leader Kevin Francis Sullivan. Sullivan! Ah, that's better. It's a happy 71st birthday to Hillary uh, Diane Rodman Clinton. In 2008, Clinton, along with Obama and Senator John McCain, all appeared on Raw in pre-recorded messages encouraging viewers to vote. In the last birthday for October 26th, it's a happy 48th birthday to Taiko Yoshida, best known to wrestling fans as Taka Michinoku. He was trained by the great Suzuki. Uh, Yoshida wrestled notably for Frederican Universal de Lucha Libre, UF, uh, UWF, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling, and New J Japan Pro Wrestling. Before gaining exposure in the States for Extreme Championship Wrestling, following his performance at their first pay-per-view, Barely Legal. Michinoku would join the WWF to bolster their new light heavyweight division and become champion. He would also win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship with Dick Togo, and I still believe he is active wrestler. Yeah, uh, he's uh, active, I think, uh, still over in Japan. Um, great talent. And uh, then him with Kai and Tai uh, when they were uh, doing the heel uh, thing. That was and, great. of course, we saw them come in 
what four four or five times during the one Royal Rumble where he accidentally got his face smashed and Funaki continued uh, to make the run-ins. But yeah, uh, when they became a comedy act, meh. But great talent overall. Yeah, I mean they they uh, Michinoku proved that he was a very good wrestler. It is a little shame that he was resorted to comedy, but. He took it in stride, and uh, I think they were, you know, quite popular uh, tag team. You knew they weren't going to go very far, but who cares? They were fun. October 27th, 34 years ago at a WWF Superstars taping, Strike Force, Rick Martel and Tito Santana, defeated the Hart Foundation to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. I marked out huge. I was a huge Strike Force fan, and you know that being only uh, October of '97, uh, I think I was only uh, a year into my fandom uh, by that point, and to see them uh, take the titles from uh, Brett and uh, Anvil was like, oh! especially mm -hmm. after uh, the story that they had also going into there with the fact that Tom Zank had walked away from. Uh, Rick Martel and Rick was looking for a new tag team partner and Tito stepped up and everything that got them together. Their history was somewhat of a minor version of the mega powers because, you know, then we had the injury that took out Martel coming back and uh, splitting up when Martel returned back at uh, Mania 5. And of course, losing titles uh, uh, to Demolition at Mania 4. So they only held the titles for maybe about uh, five, five-ish months. But still, one of my favorite tag teams. Yeah, and uh, Rick Martel didn't lose any sleep uh, when he left uh, Strike Force, but Tito apparently did because he would wear those um, uh, boots of his with the lightning bolt on it for quite some time after they split. Guess he couldn't afford to get the um, ones with the little Mexican uh, hat on it. Not 31 totally. years ago, NWA presented Halloween Havoc Terror, Terror Rules the Ring. This was the last Halloween Havoc to be presented under the NWA banner. Stan Hansen defeated Lex Luger to win the NWA United States Championship. Sting defeated Sid Vicious to retain the NWA World Heavyweight uh, Championship. Sid originally was declared the victor, but it was revealed that Sid pinned a fake Sting when the real Sting emerged from the back. The match was restarted with Sting going on to win. So it wasn't the first, this was the, the first time there was a fake sting, I think. Uh, and we thought it was nearly 20 years later, but uh, they they done the fake sting thing before. Yeah, well, the fake sting in 1990 and then 96, uh, uh, early 97 with uh, Cobra uh, doing the fake sting. Uh, what was his name? His last name was Farmer. Uh, it was the uh, fake sting for the NWO. Mm -hmm. So they loved having fake stings. Fake sting. 30 years ago, WCW presented Halloween Havoc 91. This is the one with the infamous Chamber of Horrors match. The match could only be won when someone pulled the finer, final lever after someone was hooked into the electric chair. It was terrible with the half, uh, half of the scheduled wrestlers being replaced for this match, uh, which was the first match of the pay-per-view card. This match is not to be confused with the Thunderdome match with Muda. 
I believe this is the one where Mick Foley was in, was he not? And uh, the lever was already like down, so he like put it back up. <laughs> so yeah, it was, like it that's had what no I was going to mention. That's what I was going to mention. And then there was also a part of it that uh, caught on fire in the one corner or something yes. like that. Just a train wreck of a match. And that was before, before even having Russo and uh, them there. And mm -hmm. I don't think uh, yeah, Bischoff was even in charge at that time because uh, this is 91. So Bischoff might have been just getting there. This might have been a Jim Hurd, uh, the pizza guy. Uh, in current uh, time of WCW, yeah, it's it just looked, bad management. It the, the 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 cage looked cool, but that was about it. Also on the card, Brian Pillman defeated Richard Morton to become the first WCW lightweight uh, light heavyweight champion, and the WCW Halloween Phantom defeated Tom Zink. Post match, the Phantom revealed himself to be the returning Ravishing Rick Rude. No. Yeah. 29 years ago, WWF taped the 31st edition of Saturday Night's main event. This was one of the last ones that they did. They do one uh, more special, I think, later in the next year. And then that was it for the Saturday Night's main event for many, many years. Uh, on this one, the Ultimate Maniacs, the Ultimate Warrior and Randy Savage defeated Money, Inc., which was, of course, Ted DiBiase and IRS by countout in a WWF Tag Team Championship match. Shawn Michaels defeated the British Bulldog to win the WWF IC belt, which I believe was his first major belt that he won in the WWF. And then Bret Hart... Sorry? Who was that? Uh, Shawn Michaels. I believe that was his first uh, championship. Oh, yeah. In the WWF, because we're not counting the tag one that he won for seconds. Yeah, it and, was his first. And Bret Hart defeated Papa Shango by submission to retain the WWF championship. And, you know, that's one of those things where I, I, I think the Shawn Michaels British Bulldog match should have been the main event. For sure. Uh, what throws, throws me off about this whole thing is another big tag team of... Uh, mega stars put together as a team, calling them the ultimate uh, maniacs. I can see, but not at the same time. Because if you look at this picture of them on the screen, they're wearing red and yellow. Why they should have had a different color scheme because Hogan wasn't involved with this, it should have been something other than maniacs because. Hogan is associated with the word maniacs. Yeah. It should have been ultimate madness or something like that instead, uh, because they were doing that as the uh, ultimate maniacs there. But then uh, the mega maniacs were uh, Hogan and beefcake. That made yeah. sense. And they wore the red and yellow going into WrestleMania nine against money Inc. But Hogan and I mean, warrior and savage, I didn't get why they were having to wear red and yellow. They should have had their own colors, not Hogan colors. Yeah, maybe they were ordered uh, a while ago, and it was supposed to be Hogan and Warrior. Who knows? Who knows? 28 years ago in Blackburn, England, uh, Martin Lund a, a, and Sid Udi, a.k.a. Aaron Anderson and Sid Vicious, got into a heated hotel room scuffle with Arn Anderson being stabbed 20 times and Sid uh, with four stab wounds. 
So, uh, Arn, uh, sorry, Sid won that one. Uh, and both men would, of course, kiss and make up years later. That's because Arn Anderson didn't have his uh, Glock with him. If you're familiar with his uh, comments lately on AEW, uh, telling Cody Rhodes uh, nobody hijacks him, he'd take his gun out and, you know, obviously Arn Anderson didn't have his gun with him, and that's why they had scissors. And Sid was able to only get four stabs because if Arn had had his gun, who knows? He would have been uh, a murderer, and uh, well, that would be. Sure. I think I do recall uh, some fans bringing that up uh, in the audience. Uh, I'm not sure what event it was, to be honest, but uh, I do recall uh, somebody with a pair of scissors, like really large ones. Uh, made a cardboard and one said Sid, one said Arn on it at uh, some pay per view. So it didn't go under the radar. <laughs> 25 years ago, WCW presented another Halloween Havoc. This one was Dean Malenko defeating Rey Mysterio Jr. to win the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. The Outsiders, Nash and Hall, defeated Harlem Heat to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. And, Holly, and Hollywood Hogan defeated Randy Savage to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. The show would end with the WCW debut of Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, and that was uh, worthwhile. I love Piper, but, you know. Oh, and for those watching uh, right now, I said that I had a picture of one of the sets um, that we both love. Uh, WWE's brought some of it back with the uh, look of what they do with NXT, um, but not to this extent. And with the big inflatable uh, mm -hmm. in the center and the demon and the pumpkin, and yeah, that was definitely one of their best sets WCW ever had. And it's interesting that uh, the sponsor here is Snickers. I wonder, did WCW have Snickers first as their sponsor? No, eh, possibly. Because I know um, I know WWF had Snickers later on. Uh, so I'm wondering if they actually picked up Snickers once WCW went bye-bye. Anything's possible. And uh, Randy Savage had brought over uh, his deal with uh, Slim Jim to yep. WCW. And that's what basically paid Randy's... Uh, uh, contract over in WCW, not much money came out of their pockets. It was all uh, Slim Jim money. And I think some of that Slim Jim money went to pay um, Lanny Poffo to be there when to sit at home because he wasn't used. But yeah, maybe, maybe they just uh, paid Lanny Poffo and Slim Jims. 18 years ago on Raw, um, Chris Jericho defeated Rob Van Dam to win the WWE Intercontinental Championship, only to lose the title moments later in a steel cage match back to Rob Van Dam when co-general manager Stone Cold Steve Austin ordered a rematch for that night. Seven years ago today, WWE presented Hell in a Cell, Randy Orton defeated Daniel Bryan in a Hell in a Cell match to win the vacated WWE Championship. Shawn Michaels was the special referee for that one. 13 years ago on Raw, CM Punk and Kofi Kingston defeated Legacy 
which was Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr. to win the World Tag Team Championship. And we got a birthday for October 27th. It's a happy 56th birthday to Bruno Lawler, or Lawler, I should say, a.k.a. Harvey Wimpleman. He was born in Pennsylvania. He broke into the wrestling business at age 14 by breaking down the ring after wrestling shows at a circus in exchange for free admission. He would eventually land in Memphis as downtown Bruno and would become one of the top managers in the territory. He would manage the Warlord and Big Bully Busick before managing Sid Vicious and others as Dr. Harvey Wimpleman in the WWF. Near the end of his uh, of his um, TV run, Wimpleman would become the first and only male to hold the WWF's women's belt, uh, defeating the cat dressed as a woman. Uh, through 2001, where he transitioned to road agent duty and today serves as WWE's unofficial concierge. Uh, uh, Lawler uh, wrote an autobiography released in 2008, Wrestling with the Truth. Yeah, and what uh, some people don't know also, uh, unless I've just recently seen stuff on, uh, I believe it's WD.com, The Rock ended up buying uh, Bruno a uh, new vehicle because he'd been living in his uh, trailer or vehicle for a while. But also, um, that was also a thank you for everything that uh, Bruno did for uh, Dwayne, because I guess uh, at the age of 15, uh, Dwayne was actually living with Bruno uh, for a time. And I imagine they'll get to that part in uh, one of the seasons, whether it's uh, next season for uh, Young Rock or future ones, uh, they'll uh, hopefully have uh, Dwayne with uh, Bruno. Because I think uh, one of uh, the ages that uh, takes place for Young Rock is high school. And it could be around that same time. So I wouldn't be surprised if they write that into the show. Hmm. All right. Our final day for this trip is October 28th. 32 years ago, NWA presented WCW Halloween Havoc, settling the score. God, are you sick of Halloween Havocs? Uh, Rick Flair and Sting defeated the great Muda and Terry Funk in a Thunderdome cage match, which had a small fire prior to the match caused uh, it was electrified. The match could only end when one of the managers threw in the towel on their team's behalf. Ole Anderson nailed Gary Hart, causing Hart's towel to fly into the ring, causing special referee Bruno Sammartino to end the match. And 14 years ago, WWE presented Cyber Sunday. Rey Mysterio defeated Finley in a stretcher match. And the main event saw Triple H defeat Umanga in a street fight. The street fight was the stipulation of choice with 57%, followed by a steel cage at 26 and the first blood match at 17. Oh, sorry, and this was probably the main event. Batista defeated The Undertaker to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Stone Cold Steve Austin was the overwhelming choice for special referee with 79%. The other options were Mick Foley and JBL. Like I said, uh, one other week, uh, probably even last week, I wouldn't mind a version of uh, Cyber Sunday being brought back for Raw or uh, uh, SmackDown as a TV special, and they could uh, end up making it happen. 
the whole show doesn't have to be that. Just sprinkle in some fun here and there and let the fans be interactive. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Let's see now. Nine years ago, WWE presented Hell in a Cell. The big show defeated Sheamus to win the World Heavyweight Championship. And CM Punk defeated Ryback in a Hell in a Cell match to retain the WWE Championship. The loss was the first for Ryback since he joined the main roster. And it's a happy 41st birthday for Christina Lee Hemi. And that is it for this week in wrestling history, which is compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, CagesideSeats.com, and most importantly, from fans and journalists that had front row seats to history. And a big thank you always to our sponsor, CoolBet, CoolBet.com, and sports book betting and casino games. Check them out. Stay cool and bet responsibly. Yeah, we're always thankful for our sponsor that way. Uh, they do all our shows, including the uh, uh, Predictions League, where you can uh, win this uh, championship belt, and uh, people are gaining uh, points for uh, that. We just finished a weekend with uh, two events in uh, one weekend, and always thankful for uh, CoolBet to be a part of our uh, family of shows. So uh, that, We're at 58 minutes. Yeah. We got it there, done. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to have Ontario Indie Road Trip Show. A lot of uh, Halloween shows coming up all around Ontario, so you won't want to miss out on that. Support Indie Wrestling and uh, get out there. Uh, thank you, Chris, for being a part of this. Be sure to like and subscribe to us. Send us an email at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, concerns, and always follow us and join us on our social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, Facebook, best way of getting to us. So until next week, enjoy your uh, day and happy Halloween.